Hello, and welcome to On Topic with IU. I'm Emily Miles, and in this episode, we'll be talking about how new graduates can find meaningful work in a job market affected by the pandemic. I think that the biggest uh, piece of advice that I can offer to students is just use the resources available to you. I always tell students that they have access to um, tremendously powerful career support tools um, as students at IU. This is director of the Walter Center for Career Achievement, Joe Lovejoy. And those tools don't necessarily go away just because they graduate. Uh, That doesn't mean you're on your own. Still reach out to us, we'll help you. The Walter Center is the career services support hub for students in the College of Arts and Sciences at IU. Yeah, so one of the things we did when we found out that uh, the semester was going online is we decided we wanted to call all of our graduating seniors, which was about 2,000 students. So we um, took the list of graduates and split it up amongst our team and um, just started calling. And it was really interesting to hear. I think as you would expect, um, the entire sort of spectrum of experiences is happening right now. So we talked to students who had internship offers that were rescinded and had full-time job offers that were rescinded. We also talked to students who, you know, just had job offers maybe pushed back a little bit. So the company was still honoring the offer, but they were saying, you know what, we want you to start six months later. We saw, you know, we talked to lots of students who had been admitted to graduate school and were excited to tell us about where they were going and what they were going to be studying. Sort of what a student is experiencing right now depends a lot on what industry they were interested in working in whether or not they were planning to go straight into a full-time job or into graduate school. So for, let's say, a student who had an internship rescinded, or maybe they were, you know, thinking, I'm just going to graduate, and when I graduate, I'll, you know, figure out my job situation. In this new sort of landscape, are there any places that you would suggest students start, you know, looking if they want to find some work? You know, one of the things that I see students do all the time, which is really common, I mean, when I was a student, I did the exact same thing, is, you know, they equate the first step after graduation to the rest of their life. It's really common for a student to think and put a huge amount of pressure on themselves to make that first decision about what they want to do next, what industry they want to enter, because they build up this narrative in their head that, you know, if I take a job in sales, then I'm going to be a salesperson for the rest of my life. Or if I take a job in marketing, I will be a marketing person for the rest of my life. And that's really not true. Um, And if you look at how careers progress and how they change, people enter lots of different fields and jump around and change. And I always just remind students to not put that pressure on themselves to think about that first step as the rest of their life. I say, you know, you want to think about what you want to be doing for the next one to three years. And I think that's even more important in a recession or a down economy when um, positions are fewer and far between and organizations that are hiring are theoretically getting more applicants and becoming more competitive. I think that, you know, encouraging students to really think broadly about what the opportunity is and um, not narrow themselves to one type of thing. You know, it may be the case that the the place a student really wanted to work after graduation isn't hiring right now. But just because you have to maybe step into a related industry or something sort of on the side of that industry momentarily for a few years doesn't mean that that organization might start hiring again soon, at which point you could try to pivot into a different role. And so I think if students can take the pressure off themselves to to think that that first job is the rest of their life, I think that's step one. 
Um, and then just doing research and really trying to pay attention to what industries are hiring right now. You know, one of the things we're doing is publishing a list of organizations on our website that are still hiring for full-time and internship opportunities. I think uh, the other um, thing that becomes even more important now um, is relationship building and networking. You know, one of the things I see students often do, and I think it's human nature, and it becomes even more true when we start to feel panicky We start to think, oh my goodness, I'm not going to get a job. That organization I thought I was going to work with isn't hiring anymore. Is students kind of do um, like the shotgun approach or I kind of call it like apply and pray approach where you just, uh, okay, so I'm going to spend eight hours a day applying to every job I can find. And so if you are just, you know, creating one resume and dropping it in a hundred places, you're doing nothing to help that organization understand why you are the best fit candidate. Students need to really think about um, connecting the dots for the employer. Like it's unreasonable for a student to assume that an employer is going to connect the dots between that student's experience and why they'd be a good hire. And so taking time, slowing down, really tailoring your application materials, understanding the organization and what their needs are, and tailoring a set of application materials to communicate why you are the best fit person for that role while you are qualified is really, really important. Yeah, and it's the opposite of that, you know, apply and pray or shotgun approach. So those are some of the ways you can improve your chances of finding meaningful work in this difficult time. We're going to take a quick break to hear from Kenny Smith about another recent episode. But when we come back, we'll talk about how to find and effectively communicate with alumni. Thanks, Emily. I spoke with Linda Pisano, professor of costume design and chair of the theater, drama, and contemporary dance program at Indiana University. We discussed the performing arts in a time of social distancing, and she talked about the upcoming Theater Thursdays program. It'll start May 28th and run through August 6th, and it's Professor Rich Rowland, the head of musical theater, and he's in collaboration with our um, dramaturg, Madison Coquette and our project manager, Laura Judson. And some of the things that they'll be doing, each episode is um, about 45 minutes to an hour long, hosted by Rich. And there'll be occasional guests with a combination of live and pre-recorded content. Um, So this includes student-generated performance content, alumni performing, artistic interviews with students, faculty, and alumni. This will be a live digital platform so you can definitely come to either our, our webpage for IU Theater and Dance, or you can go to our Facebook page as well. My conversation with Linda Pisano is on topic with IU. Emily? On this topic of, you know, building relationships, you know, being sort of specific and intentional, I've had some friends uh, talk about wanting to access alumni networks. How might a student go about, you know, looking for alumni who they could reach out to in the field that they might want to be working in. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think that's one of the most important things that a student can do. And um, there are a couple ways. Um, In the world of career services, we typically call this type of networking informational interviewing. That's kind of the term for when you are approaching someone who is previously unknown or who you've been introduced to and 
um, trying to start that conversation around career. And one of the things that's really important as sort of a foundational step of this uh, way of networking is you're not asking people for a job. So if you email an alum and say, hey, I'm so-and-so and I really need a job or I really need an internship, can you help me? A much better approach and a much more effective approach to start the conversation is to say something like, hey, I'm Joe, I'm an English major, and uh, I saw that you graduated from IU with a degree in English and you're working in marketing. I've been thinking about marketing as a career field I might be interested in, and I'd, I'd be so appreciative of 20 minutes of your time to learn a little bit more about what you do and how you got there. So now, instead of asking the alum for something, right, asking them to give you something, you're just asking them to share a little bit about their story, which is a much easier ask. So that's one of the things I always recommend that students do is when you are going to approach that alum, it's got to be to learn about their story and to learn about what they're doing. It can't be for the purpose of getting a job or internship. Now, just because you can't approach the conversation from the start that way doesn't mean that the conversation doesn't oftentimes transform into a conversation about that, which is why informational interviewing is such a powerful strategy because when you approach an alum and you get them to speak with you about their career path, that conversation inevitably turns into a conversation about the student's own career path and what they want to do. And it's perfectly appropriate um, as a student conducting an informational interview to ask the alum on the phone, hey, um, one of the things I'd really like to do down the road is pursue an internship in this industry. Do you have any advice for me about how to go about doing that? And then the other thing that I always recommend a student do, and this is really important, the last question of every informational interview should always be, do you know anyone else I should speak to? Or can you recommend someone else in this industry for me to connect with? Because after you've had that one conversation with that alum, you've spent 20 minutes speaking with them, you've learned about their career path, they've learned about you. It's often the case that that alum is um, really willing to open up their contacts and say, yeah, here are four more people I know working in this industry. I'll introduce you. And that's how you start to build your network, you know? And so it's kind of like a snowball. So the other question I get a lot is just about how do you find alums? And uh, IU has uh, several resources that um, make this really, really easy. So in my office, we have um, a tool called the Walter Center Success Network, which really makes this so easy for students because we basically have an online tool that we've created where alumni uh, enter profiles and basically volunteer to help students. So right now in the Walter Center Success Network, for example, we have over 3,000 alumni from the College of Arts and Sciences who have volunteered to help students. And I know the College of Arts and Sciences isn't unique in that tool. You know, the, um, there are lots of other schools on campus who offer similar services, and the Alumni Association also offers tools to help students connect with alumni. So I think that is one of the absolute best ways that a student can spend their time right now if they're not in an internship or even if they are, that uh, strategy of engaging with alums to conduct informational interviews um, is really effective and works very well. On Topic with IU is a co-production of The Media School and IU Studios. Copyright 2020, the trustees of Indiana University.